Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. We are talking transfer quarterbacks this episode. We're going to go through uh, nine of the most intriguing in our eyes. Ryan, get us started. No particular order here, but who's our first guy? First guy is DJU, DJ Uyunglele, from uh, transfer from Clemson to Oregon State. Uh, he's going to be in a tough battle uh, with last year's starter at Oregon State, uh, Ben Goldbrinson. Um, but DJU, he's, he's got a shot to take over, I really think. Uh, Goldbrinson really wasn't all that good. He was kind of a game manager-esque for them. And um, he threw nine touchdowns in the nine games that he was the main guy at quarterback. So under 1,500 yards, had five picks isn't really a threat to run. So he was serviceable, but somebody was able to come in and definitely push him and maybe take his job. And DJU's could be that guy. It wasn't like DJU's stats were all that good or even really all a ton better than, than Goldbrinson's, but he's clearly a, a better runner than him. And, you know, no offense to the previous coaches at Clemson, but I think Jonathan Smith is a far better offensive coach than maybe what DJ has been, uh, having in the past so i think kind of with dj's skill set and the kind of maybe a little bit of a reset button here for him and he did improve like over the previous years like so this last year was was better for him uh, but i think corvallis might be, be a, a better fit for him so i think actually he's going to win the job and i think it'll be kind of a obviously a improved position for the beavers this year yeah they also have a freshman quarterback there that yeah has been getting a lot of buzz i don't remember his name true. but only a true freshman i think so i would probably bet against it yeah bet against him starting right away at least but um okay uh next quarterback we have here tanner mordecai going from smu to wisconsin and put up big numbers in his two years starting at smu under sonny dykes and then rhett lashley so he's had some some good coaching and now that's going to continue because at wisconsin luke fickle hired phil longo as their offensive coordinator from north carolina who just did an incredible job with Sam Howell. Oops. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Boom. Just, Incredible job. Mic. Dang it. Uh, Sam Howell and, and, and Drake May. So I think it's a, it's a good move by, um, by Mordecai just kind of because he, he had thought about just going pro and I guess he got his, his kind of draft grade back and it, and it wasn't great. So he figured, all right, I could go back to SMU and do the same thing. Yeah. And, might not make a difference but let's go with the kind of high upside play going to play with phil longo and we'll see i mean just wisconsin's offense in general is going to be intriguing because of the the big shift and could be some growing pains but yeah and quarterback we'll, at least yeah and we'll just see if the receiving core is is good enough they've tried to address that um and you know they've got some i think their top two receivers are back from last year of course brought in some transfers brought in or at least cj williams uh, it's not like USC. Longo didn't have good rushing attacks while he was at UNC. So, oh yeah, he runs the ball for sure. Yeah, so, so you know, yeah, Braylon we'll see. Allen. All right, moving on to Sam Hartman from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. He was obviously one of the biggest transfers this year. Um, he put up some video game numbers while he was at Wake during his career, especially the last couple years. Um, he's thrown the most touchdowns in ACC history, number two all time in ACC in passing yards, only behind. Philip Rivers, one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was all done in Wayne Ruggiero's uh, prolific offensive system under Dave Colossen. Uh, this will be much different than the offense you know that, that he had at Wake. Um, Notre Dame 
doesn't run the up tempo, no huddle, you know, shotgun, that slow mesh uh, with the running back quarterback uh, play. So, but I understand why he made the move. Uh, it's to go to a system that can make him, you know, more NFL ready. But I've personally have been a little more reser- reserved on the Hartman kind of excitement going to Notre Dame because he's not going to match the performance at Wake. Um, I, I feel like there's this kind of the sense from the media that that Hartman can come in and just have similar production. And I just don't think that's the case. Jared Parker, the the n- new offensive coordinator, said himself that their offense is on the other side of the spectrum uh, to what he you know what he had. So I'm not doubting that that Hartman can succeed. But it's going to be a learning curve. Um, the Sounds offensive like you co- are. Sounds like you're doubting. Yeah. I got to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. But so, I mean, because the offensive coaches actually have said he's got to learn to go under center. He's got to learn to break a huddle. He's got to learn to ID, identify the defenses uh, for certain protections. So that's a lot of, you know, new for him. Um, but he's obviously very gifted. So I, I, I think he can overcome that. Um, you know, he's a weight and he was a weight kid. They're, they're pretty smart. So overall, though, I, you know, I don't think he'll be a savior, but I do think he's certainly going to improve the Notre Dame offense. They were 49th in SP plus offense last year. It might not be elite or anything, but I think he can definitely stretch the field more than uh, what Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine did a year ago. Yeah. And that should open up more holes for the running game too. Yeah, I'm with you. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we've saw uh, another transfer from Notre Dame. They had it years, few years back. Jack Cohn uh, come in and did really good job at Notre Dame, but he was coming from a more similar kind of system-esque, you know, the Wisconsin yeah. was a little more traditional like Notre Dame. So he fit a little bit more, but and I think there's, there's more expected from Hartman than there was from, from totally. Cone. Oh yeah. Cone was a pleasant surprise for them. He, they didn't expect what he did. So that's a good point. Uh, man, we're just going to keep going with Wisconsin here. Um, we got Graham Mertz. Uh, he's transferring from Wisconsin to Florida. Um, this one, I mean, there's no guarantee that he's going to obviously win the job there at Florida. He's kind of battling it out with, uh, another former big 10 quarterback and Jack Miller. Um, but let's just assume he does win it. Um, clearly a downgrade for the Gators at that position. It seems to me, uh, Mertz struggled to put up efficient numbers as the Badgers quarterback, even when he had, you know, kind of a solid ground game to lean on and they didn't really ask a ton of him. Um, Anthony Richardson, Florida's quarterback last year, his passing numbers obviously weren't that great, but his ability to run was a huge part, uh, you know, of what he could do, and he gave the Florida uh, a good advantage on that. And Mertz just can't run like that, not even <laughs> close. So, um, past couple of years for Mertz, twenty nine touchdown passes, twenty one interceptions. That is pretty horrible in this day and age. Less than sixty percent completion percentage. Threw for a, oh, just over seven yards per attempt. Uh, can't run it's 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 hard to get excited if you're you know a florida fan like really like this is guy has a legit chance to start and he's was terrible at wisconsin or at least not good very good so i mean i don't know maybe they can convince him that he's a better passer but this is it's clearly a downgrade i think for for florida here okay well i've uh got another guy that struggled at his previous stop but is going into a much better situation than uh than graham mirth tyler buckner Notre Dame. Yeah. Talking about a lot of the same teams here. But so he is following his offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, from Notre Dame to Alabama. And this this one was just intriguing because of of we've talked about this before, but what it told us about maybe how Nick Saban and Alabama feel about their quarterback position. Because Buckner, yeah, was bad when he played at 
at Notre Dame. He struggled with injuries, so he really didn't play a ton. Um, but you know, he's got the pedigree, and I guess Tommy Reese likes him enough to think that that he can come in and compete. But yeah, again, that's concerning about what it says about the current quarterbacks on yep. the roster. So he's obviously far from a guarantee yeah. to start. There's there's going to be a big battle there. There's still you know at least three quarterbacks in in that race, and maybe more if you include one of the freshmen. But um, but yeah, I, I just if he does play a lot, I'm fascinated to see how he does because it's just. Every quarterback, you know, lately has succeeded big time at Alabama. It's just hard to imagine a quarterback going in and, and you know, being bad. So how much will that supporting cast make a difference for Buckner? It'll be interesting to see. It will be. I'm fascinating to watch there. Because um, I did see a thing about every time Saban, like over the last decade or whatever, that, that Bama has had a new quarterback. They haven't had an incumbent that that guy has just torn it up. Like you, always, mm-hmm. you, you, you doubt him and then boom, you doubt him and then boom. So we'll see if, and what's crazy is this trend. It's weird because if they hadn't taken in Buckner, I'd be like, well, yeah, Ty Simpson's just going to go out there and he'll have a great year. Yeah, I know. And, but like a, an incoming transfer makes me feel worse about the current quarterbacks. You know, it's it just, does. yeah. All right. I'm going to go to uh, Brennan Armstrong. He's transferred from Virginia to NC state. And he's a transfer that I'm I'm bullish on. Um, you might wonder why, given that you know last year he really regressed, completed only fifty percent of his passes, seven touchdowns, twelve picks, not good. But one of the main reasons um, that I'm I like him is because he's getting his old offensive coordinator back, uh, Robert Anai. Two years ago, under Anai, he put up just massive numbers, setting school records at Virginia: sixty-five percent completions, thirty-one touchdowns, nine yards per attempt, like on and on. And he uh, Armstrong himself mentioned recently that he, he kind of has a let it fly mindset with an eye as the, the play caller compared to kind of more. He was a little bit more timid, kind of protect the ball in his one season under Tony Elliott. So, again, not the best look for Elliott, you know, after his end of his reign at Clemson yeah. and then and the first year at Virginia. But um, but I feel like the confidence that he has with the Anai system is going to get him back to looking like more like what he did two years ago. And NC State's offense should dramatically improve because they were they finished 94th in scoring last year. Yeah, they were disappointing on offense, man. That was that was rough. So, yep, I'm with you there. Uh, all right, moving on to uh, let's see. Let's go to Hudson Card. He's transferring from Texas to Purdue. Uh, this is an interesting one because of um, kind of the movement around him as far as, you know, the new coaching staff that he's going to be also walking into. I liked Card as a player. I think you could definitely make the argument that he maybe been the, maybe was the better quarterback last year at Texas over Quinn Ewers. Um, Card came in and played pretty well against Bama uh, when Ewers went down. And then the next three games uh, where he started, completed nearly 70% of his passes, six touchdowns, one pick, and was – had a good attempts uh, yards per attempt, nearly nine. So, some solid solid numbers there. But I think the issue for me, at least the, with this transfer here, is you know he's transferring to Purdue after Jeff Brom left for Louisville. Um, if Brom was still there, then you know I'd I'd be very very excited to see what he can do because Brom is just a quarterback guru. But now you got Ryan Walters as the head coach. He's a defensive guy, so he's kind of hand on the reins, at least of the offense. You would think to the offensive coordinator, and that's Graham Harrell. Um, and he's been less than impressive. I mean, he can still do all right, but last year at West Virginia, not good. They were, they were 
79th in the country in yards per play. Um, so I, I'm a way less confident in a guy like Graham Harrell getting the most out of a quarterback than I am uh, Jeff Brom. So I'm a little reluctant. I do think it's going to be a downgrade because I liked Aiden O'Connell and I liked what you know Jeff Brom was able to do for him. So the production standpoint from that position, I think is going to go down. Okay. Negative Ryan over here. Uh, let's see. My last quarterback I want to talk about is, well, it's a team that I'm not, uh, I've of course am not very bullish on at all Colorado. So I, I think mm. the team is going to be very bad, but still intrigued by Shador Sanders, uh, following his dad from Jackson state. Cause he was, you know, former four-star recruit. So he, he has the pedigree and he put up monster numbers, it, albeit at the FCS level, but uh, I think this offense does have some potential. I think the defense is going to be terrible for Colorado, and that'll hold them back. And it's not like I think the offense is going to be good, but compared to last year when they were, I think they were like 128th in uh, ESPN's <laughs> uh, offensive efficiency metric per FPI. So I think that has they have the potential to be one of the most improved offenses in college football because they brought in some you know solid transfers, uh, skill talent wise at running back and receiver. Um, they at least have, I think, a good amount of you know, returning starts at uh, offensive line. Now, offensive line's not good, but uh, but anyway, I, I just think that they're going to make a huge jump. And Shador Sanders, I mean, it's going to be a huge story. It will be. All right, I'm going to go. I'm talking about NC State all of a sudden. Decent amount. Devin Leary is going from NC State to Kentucky. Uh, so Leary, he got injured halfway through the season last year. Uh, he had a torn pec, but his stats over the last season and a half, he threw 46 touchdowns to nine picks, 64% completions. So I'm not, and, I, and I'm also not too worried about Leary learning a new system because I think this is going to be his fourth offensive coordinator. So he's adapted pretty well to change. And also I like Liam Cohen, who's coming back to Kentucky as the offensive coordinator after a, a stint with the Rams. Cause two years ago he was the OC at Kentucky. He helped Will Levis kind of rise the QB depth uh, draft charts and he had his best season. And that 2021 Kentucky team under Cohen finished 21st in SP plus offense last year without Cohen and still with Will Levis, they fell to 97th. So uh, that's a, that, that's not great. So I think with an upgrade at offensive coordinator, you can argue that maybe it's an upgrade at, at quarterback. I think Kentucky's offense should really improve. Um, I think Leary will have a solid season. Should actually, when you look at it, he actually could be one of the best SEC quarterbacks. Um, hmm. Just this year going yeah, in. Looking back, a lot of unknowns, Georgia, Bama. Georgia, you know, Florida, exactly. Uh, Auburn. Yeah. Like, Tennessee, obviously a couple you, of those will you know. be good but yeah, yeah. exactly and, yeah. And a lot some of the it. others some of the others have better supporting casts like kentucky's yeah, line was pretty bad yeah. last year so i don't know if it's kj jefferson the best guy i mean at this point it, he's up there Jaden daniels KJ yeah Jaden daniels Kaden, yeah i mean because they're the proven guys coming back yeah Maybe they won't but then you know right. like you know hypo's gonna get a lot out of milton will, will or, joe milton yeah exactly yeah um, yeah but but yeah like maybe we based on missing somebody obvious but Oh yeah, yeah Jackson Dart. I mean, like there's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers is a good Rattler, one, actually. Yeah, yeah. but he's kind good. of a new. Uh, yeah, but there's. Uh, it's not like, you know, it's not Bryce Young, and Hendon yeah. Hooker. Like, yeah. to start the season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stetson Bennett. No, just right. Stetson exactly. <laughs> 
Um, okay. Uh, any uh, any snubs that we didn't discuss? I mean, you could go really deep on this list. One that I was uh, almost put on my list was Cade McNamara at Iowa, just because yeah. we talked about it last episode uh, with Brian Ferentz trying to get that 25 points per game. I'm just intrigued by the <laughs> Iowa offense. And I think, I mean... McNamara, he's just he's competent. Like I went back and looked at his numbers again at Michigan, and it was like even not as you know, it was more unimpressive than I remember. But yeah, uh, but, you know, he was <laughs> he was solid. It's hard not to be an upgrade over what they had. So yes, mm-hmm. um, we could go with Colin Schlee, but who's not sure if he's even going to start. But UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, they've been pretty good on offense lately. So yeah. The, yeah. Oh, Ole speaking Miss of Colin, oh, oh, sorry. Speaking of Colin Schley, yeah, going from Kent State to UCLA, I forgot to bring up for Colorado. Another reason I'm tre- intrigued by their offense is Sean Lewis, the former head coach at Kent State, yeah, that's right. is the OC there, and I love that hire for Colorado. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. Uh, the only one I was going to bring up is that you got the Ole Miss quarterback room because you've obviously got Jackson Dart, but then the two transfers, Walker Howard, the young guy from LSU. And uh, Spencer Sanders coming in from Oklahoma State. That's just a crazy quarterback race to watch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm interested to see Jeff Sims for Nebraska. See how he does. He's a clear, yeah. clear-cut starter after Casey Thompson left. And yeah. I mean, Georgia Tech just obviously just could not get off the ground all that much with Jeff Collins and drastic change of offense. And he was kind of just thrust into that when really, really probably wasn't even ready. But his talent is undeniable. So we'll see if he can kind of get it more corralled in a different environment mm-hmm. and uh we got peyton thorne going to right. auburn always hugh freeze does a good job with quarterback yeah. so if, if thorne gets the start yeah starting job then I'm sure he'll do pretty well um all right well thanks for checking out this episode of the college football bros if you want to support us we'd really appreciate that you can go to patreon.com slash college football bros and you'll get uh bonus episodes you get to join our discord so Again, we'd appreciate that. And other than that, we will see you next week.